singing, I just can't give 
started from Nobody told me That the road would be And I don't believe He brought me this far To me Then they start singing out No, I'm not tired yet No, I'm not tired yet You had a long week, but I'm not tired yet I've been working for Jesus a long time I can't get no help in the building now I've been working for Jesus a long time No, I'm not tired yet 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 No, I'm not tired Come on, if you're grateful to be in the house of the Lord, give him a praise It feels good in the house, we can do this all day long right here If we didn't do anything else but give God the praise, we would accomplish the will. Come on, somebody. We could spend eight hours lifting up his name, and it still wouldn't be enough. Oh, yeah. I have at least eight people on the way to your seat. Tell them I'm not tired yet. Come on, tell them I'm not tired yet. Hallelujah. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Anybody excited to be in the house of the Lord on Sunday morning? Come on, I'm going to give you one more chance. Is there anybody excited about being in the house of the Lord this morning? You can be seated for just a few moments. I want to take an opportunity, first of all, to say what an absolute honor it is to have every one of our guests that are here in the house of the Lord with us. The house is full of guests today. Rock Church, would you help me make some Holy Ghost crazy noise? We can do a whole lot better than that. I need you to lose your mind and help me welcome all of our guests into the house of the Lord this morning. We are so honored that you're here with us today. And if this is your first time here at the Rock Church, you should have received a VIP invitation card. This is a card inviting you to join us in our VIP room immediately after the service. And we've got a small gift and some light refreshments that we'd love to give you and just let you know what it means to us that you would come and worship with us this morning. Amen, somebody? And we have a little understanding here at this church that you are only a guest for the first five minutes that you come through the door. After that, you're just at home here at the Rock Church of Fort Myers. Would you help me turn 360 degrees wherever you're sitting? Shake every hand you can reach. Tell them, welcome home this morning. Come on, tell them, welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome home. So, so grateful to have you in the house of the Lord. Amen. We are excited about what the Lord is doing. We have been in the middle of incredible things. And uh, this morning I got to meet uh, one of our uh, new guests that's here today. Her name is Jess. Where are you at, Jess? Wave your hand at me today. 
She's here. There she is right there in the back. Just said, I'm here and I'm ready to be baptized in Jesus' name today. I think we ought to give God a praise for what he's already doing in her life and what he's going to do. Come on, help me give God a praise. Welcome home. Welcome home, Jess. We're excited you're here. She shook my hand to her meet and greet and said, this place is amazing. We're trying to tell somebody. <laughs> Amen. So glad she's here. And then so good to have a, a new friend that I've met. He's a guest of mine this morning. So good to have Will in the house of the Lord this morning. And his son Billy came with him. Would you help me show them some, some love this morning? They're guests of mine here today. Welcome to the house of the Lord. So grateful they're here. And to all the rest of you, such an honor. We're, we're thankful you're here. Now, how many of you remember last Sunday I mentioned to you that we had a water problem here at the church? Actually, I don't know if it's a problem. We just got a water situation. Anybody remember that? A water situation. And man, Brother Eric, Sister Priscilla, been affected by the water. Well, I, I, I found out we got more people that have been affected by that same water issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we're, we're not sure how, how far this is going to spread, this situation we got going on with the water here. But it, it, it is definitely spreading. And, uh, and this time, uh, it got the Clark family. Brother Matthew and Sister Camila Clark found out they have another baby on the way. Would you help me give them a great big congratulations? Ava's going to be a big sister. Yep. Oh, and it, it, I found out somebody else was affected too. I mean, when we start doing double baby announcements on Sunday mornings, you know it's getting crazy around here. But, but yeah, uh, there's another family that, that, that got affected. By, man, I, I, I just, we, we're, not, we're not sure what, what the answer is to all of this, but... Uh, but it got the Uriostegi family. <laughs> Brother and sister Uriostegi are expecting another baby. Would you help me give them a great big congratulations? Amen. They're, they're gonna, they said they want to try to set the new church record for the amount of kids in the church. They... they they said, where's the water? Bring it on. <laughs> we are so happy and excited for, for them and uh, for everything God is doing. And then uh, I want to say uh, we, we have a, uh, some more guests here that are no strangers to this house. And, and my heart is so full and, and excited to have Pastor and First Lady Mendoza with us all the way from Stockton, California. Rock Church, would you help me give a standing ovation and welcome them back to the Rock Church of Fort Myers this morning. How many of you love Pastor and First Lady Mendoza? They are family to us. And uh, uh, the Lord orchestrated our paths crossing a few years ago. And the first time I met him, his brother and, and their families and their father we knew instantaneously 
that we got separated at birth somewhere. And uh, the only problem we had was would they take on the Williams name or would I take on the Mendoza name? <laughs> so we both just hyphenate. We both just hyphenate. And uh, I love, love, love this, this awesome family. They're, they are so dear to me. And uh, I count it such an honor that they would take time out of their busy schedule uh, to come and spend a birthday weekend with me. Amen. As a matter of fact, they had an, an important conference. Uh, they were hosting at their church that they left in the hands of their leaders to come and be here this weekend. So uh, extra, extra uh, special to me that they would make time to come. And I want them both to know how much I love and appreciate them. And, and I do not take for granted or take lightly the, the amazing friendship and relationship that God has given us. They pastor a, an absolute dynamic church in Stockton, California that is literally bursting at the seams. Amen. And uh, they, they expanded the sanctuary and within a couple of weeks, they were bursting at the seams again. And so now they're trying to buy up the properties surrounding the church. They got plans to expand because they understand there's no limits to the kingdom of God. I wish I had a believer in the building of the increase of his government. There shall be no... How many of you thank God you serve a God that has no limits? And if you serve a God that has no limits, that means he has a people uh, that are a people of no limits. Somebody ought to stand to your feet for just a moment, throw your hands in the air, uh, and shake the limits off this morning. Uh, come on, there's no limits to what God wants to do in your life today. There's no limits to what God can do. I tell you, I feel the Holy Ghost. Uh, there are no limits to the miracles uh, that are in this house today uh, and what God wants to accomplish. One more time, would you give God a great praise? Come on, give God a great praise. If my dear friend, Pastor Mendoza, comes to deliver the word, give God a praise. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, give God a big hand praise. The Lord has been good to anybody here. Come on and show with the big hand praise. When I think of the goodness of Jesus, and all he's done for me, my soul cries out. My soul cries out. Did anybody bring a cry inside of him that says, Lord, you're worthy of all my praise. Lord, you're worthy. You, Lord, you're worthy of all the honor and all the glory. Come on, if that's you, clap your hands and shout hallelujah. Come on and shout hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve, amen. It is a, such a joy to be here, amen, to be in Fort Myers, amen, at Rock Church, amen. Our, our love and our prayers are with you and most definitely for my friend and my brother, amen, Bishop Williams, amen. Happy birthday to him. Can you give God a big hand praise for him, amen. We love him. 
It was his birthday yesterday, amen, and we partied yesterday. We're going to party today. We're going to party tomorrow. I think Tuesday. And then one more, right Wednesday, right before we leave. We're going to do it again, amen. But I tell you, I, it is such an honor to be here, amen. There is no doubt that he has not a shortage of friends, amen, to invite. But, but for him to call me, it was such a, an honor and a privilege, amen. And, and he, he speaks the truth. I believe somehow we were all separated at birth, amen, but we are brothers, amen. And I truly love him, amen. His wife, Barbara, amen, First Lady, amen. We love both of them, their children, my nephews, amen. I adopted them too. They're, we're all family, and, and, and I, I truly love and appreciate them, and I want to wish him a happy birthday, amen, from the depths of our soul. I want to thank the Lord. My wife is here with me, amen. She is a better part of me. I don't know if she wants to come in and greet, greet the congregation. She said she loves you all, amen. Maybe tonight, if you come tonight, maybe she'll say some words, amen. But we are so blessed and honored to be here, amen, to, to celebrate, amen. I tell you, you have a true man of God that is leading you. And when you have somebody like that, it is to your benefit and your blessing to love him and to honor him and to bless him. Bible said about Paul that when they came to a place going through the storm, getting ready to, to be shipwrecked and destroyed. The Bible said that everybody was preserved because Paul was on the boat. See, if you stay next to your man of God, it'll preserve your life. That is a blessing that God has for you. And we thank God for that and we believe it, amen. The best thing you can do is bless him. Tell him you're the best pastor in the whole wide world. Tell him, tell him that he's looking sharp, he's looking good, amen and be a blessing to him. Most of all, give him, give him and spoil him with money, whatever you can give him because it'll always come back to you. God will bless you for blessing him. And most of all, be faithful to the house of God. Pay your tithes, pay your offerings, be faithful. When he asks of you, do it. That is one of the best gifts you can give him. Don't be a thorn on his side. But say, Pastor, I'm here to bless you. Bishop, I'm here to bless you. Whatever you have need of me. And I, I know what I'm talking about. This is a church that loves him. Amen. And we honor you for that. Amen. And this is why God has blessed this church. Because we do things right. Amen. Somebody say hallelujah. I want to draw your attention. Amen. To Acts chapter 1, verse 1 to 5. I want to preach what the Lord has laid in my spirit. In Acts chapter 1, verse 1 to 5, it says like this, The former treaties have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach, until the day which he was taken up. After that, he through, he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments. Somebody say given commandments. And to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he had showed himself alive. Somebody say alive. Look at your neighbor and tell him, look alive. After his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them 40 days and speaking of things pertaining to the kingdom of God. In verse 4, I want you to catch this part of the scriptures. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. But wait. Somebody say wait. Say it again. Say wait. 
but wait for the promise of the Father which he saith, ye have heard of me, for John truly baptized you with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. How many people here are filled with the power of the Holy Ghost? Come on, if that's you, that means there's an excitement. There's a power inside of your soul. Somebody shout, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. And from this topic and this portion of scripture, I want to preach on this subject for a moment. There's a lot of things going on in this scripture. But I want to preach on this subject for a moment. Ingredients for a move of God. Ingredients for a move of God. Look at your neighbor and tell him, I come for a move of God. Tell him, how about you? Look at somebody else and say, how about you? Did you come for a move of God? Or did you just come to see who's here and who's not here? But I believe I'm talking to somebody that said I come to be where he is. I come to feel the glory of God. If that's you, come on and clap your hands and shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated. The presence of the Lord. Greetings for a move of God. I don't know how many bakers and how many cooks we have in the house today. I am not one that knows anything about cooking or baking. I'm glad because the Lord has blessed me with a, a great wife. Not only is she hot looking, but she knows how to cook. And if you're from California, if you know how to make homemade tortillas, ain't nobody know what I'm talking about, amen. Homemade tortillas, that means you're at a whole nother level. And I thank God that my wife, amen, she knows how to do all of those great things, knows how to cook everything. Me and my shab, I don't know anything. I know how to make scrambled eggs. And if I get fancy with it, I'll throw some cheese on top. That's about all I can do, amen. I'm not called to the kitchen ministry, amen. But there are those that know about the cooking and the baking. And they know that in every single thing that there is to make, that there is always ingredients that must be put in so the final outcome can come out and it could be delicious and tasty. And cooks and bakers know that it is not just one thing, but is a mixture of things. For example, uh, to bake a cake, I don't know nothing, but if I am correct, to make a cake, you need many ingredients. You can't just do with flour. But you gotta take the flour and you gotta put some eggs. But flour and eggs ain't good by themselves because you gotta add milk. After you add milk, you gotta add sugar. Then after the sugar, you gotta put vanilla. And then if you wanna get a little bit more tasty and fancy, you gotta put cocoa powder in, add some more butter. Matter of fact, the more butter, the better. And all these ingredients that come together are for one thing so that at the end of result, that there is something that is beautiful, delicious, and tasty. Something that will give you energy and something that will be vital to your very being. And it is these ingredients, amen, that are produced together and combined together. And I want you to understand this, that when God wants to move, there is things that God is looking for us 
to create. God, for instance, does not come into dead places. He is a God, the Bible says, a God of the living. He is a not God of the dead. He is not a God of the cemetery. The Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. That means that if there is no praise, there is no worship, there is no shouting, there is no dancing, I can probably guarantee you God is not there. But if you get a service where there's shouting and dancing and running and clapping, the Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. That that means God's in the midst of us. God's getting ready to pour out. God's getting ready to heal. God's getting ready to deliver. I don't know about you, but that's why I came to God's house. I didn't come to see who's here. I didn't come to see what you're wearing, but I, I came to be where God is. Somebody clap your hands and shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. And therefore it is, it is what we present with God and to understand the mind of God. How many want to know the mind of God? The heart of God is this, is that you must know that God is a God of detail. To understand God is a God of detail. He is in the details of things. You have to see this when, when God came before Noah and told him to build the ark. He didn't just tell him, get whatever you have. But he was descriptive all the way down to the wood and said, get the gopher wood. And then he said, pitch it inside and outside because you got to have the goods in the inside and the outside. You can't just look good on the outside and be filled with dead man's bones. You got to look good on the outside. But you got to be filled with the power of God on the inside. Is there somebody I'm talking to that is filled on the inside out? It's the power of God working inside of my soul. Somebody shout hallelujah. And it was the details of that. It was a tabernacle that when he built the tabernacle, he was, he was very detailed and specific. That every piece of furniture that was inside of the tabernacle, the gates that were on the outside, and every piece that you went in from the brazen altar to the laver, down to the table of shoe bread, the candlesticks all the way through to the Ark of the Covenant. God was very detailed that, that in all these things, let it be detailed and accurate because you're creating an atmosphere for me to move in. And if it's not right, I'm not going to show up. I'm going to show up when you got it the way I want you to go. Somebody say Hallelujah. And then he talked about the sacrifice. He says, when you bring me your sacrifice, he says, don't bring me your leftover sacrifice. Don't bring me your lamb that has one eye and a tail missing. Part of its hoof is hanging off. Don't bring me that lamb that doesn't, that isn't good for nothing. He said, bring me your best that you got. Give me something that is of your highest value. What am I saying? I'm saying when we come in God's house, don't give God your leftover praise. Don't 
give God your little cute praise. Don't give God just a little bit. But when you come in God's house, you got to give God your best praise. You got to give God. The Bible says he served him with excellence. Give him a mighty praise. If he's a mighty God, give him a mighty praise. If he hasn't been good, if he's done little for you, then give him little praise. But if God has done something, if he's done something that you can say, he healed my body, he touched my mind, he saved my soul right on time. That's why when I shout, I don't give him a little shout, I give him my best shout. Somebody shout my best. I got to give God my best. And this is what the Lord said. He said, the mixture of things that you do, it brings my presence down. And I begin to pour out the way I want to do it. And the key is here is you got to give God what he wants, not what you want. See, it is like me, my wife, she loves flowers. But me being a man, I... You know, I, I spend $150 on nice flowers, but I know in a week and a half they're all dead. So I'd rather, you know, buy her some perfume or take her out for steak and lobster or, you know, do something that I feel, you know. But, but the problem is, it's not for me. It's for her. See, if you get this and understand that when you come in, you don't give God what you want. You don't walk in and say, well, this is what I want to give you. You come in and say, I give you what you want. If I feel like shouting or not, I'm going to give you all that I have. Whether I feel it in my bones or not, I'm going to give you what you want. If I'm going through a trial, if I'm going through a storm, if I'm going through hell and high water, I may not feel it, but you alone are worthy of my praise. You alone are worthy of my shout. It's not how I want to do it. It's how you want it. And if you want it, I'm going to give it to you, God. I'm going to give you all I have, all of my heart, all of my might, all of my strength. Who am I preaching to that can say I got to give God my best? I got to give God all that I have, all my soul, and all that's within me. I will bless his name. I will praise his name. I will glorify his name. Maybe he did bring you out, but he brought me a mighty long. Praise him according to how good he's been to you. If he can make a way for you, you ain't gotta give him no praise. But if he made a way, when all everybody else said, you ain't never going to come out. You ain't never going to be free. You ain't never going to be anointed. But look at what the Lord has done. Who am I preaching to right now? I need every ex-alcoholic, every ex-drug addict. 
You are not to have your mouth closed. You are to have your mouth open and say, if it had not been for the Lord, where would I be? If it had not been for the Lord, where would I be? But I'm so glad. I'm so glad he restored my soul. He restored my life. Who am I preaching to? You know what God has done for you. He said, how would you know? How would you know how much I've done for them? You'll know them by how much they love me. You'll know them by how much they praise me. You'll know them by how much they praise and shout. You're going to know them by what they do. Because when God touches you, when God touches you and you know God has done something, it's not a little soft, quiet thing. It's not a little small. A little soft, you know, fairy tale praise. According to how how far he brought you from, he said, give me that kind of praise. Give me that kind of worship. Don't hold back on God, because he never held back on you. You would still be out in the street. You would still be drinking the bottle. But look at what the Lord has done. Who am I preaching to right now? Oh, but did you forget what God has done? The Bible said I got one thing against you. I've been too good to you. But you stand there and you look at me like I haven't done nothing. But the devil is a liar. I need every person in this house. You know what God has done. You declare, open up your mouth and give God a shout of praise. Come on and shout hallelujah. Tell your neighbor it's about what God wants. See, you may not like my shout or my dance. You may not like when I run around the aisles. You may not like the way I'm sweating and the way I'm preaching. But I got news for you. It's not about you. It's about the God I serve. I wish you would feel the same way. Don't let your neighbor hold back your blessing. Don't let your neighbor hold back your praise. Make up in your mind. If you're going to bless anybody, come on and bless me. If you're going to touch anybody, come on and touch me. If you're going to restore anybody, come on and... Somebody clap your hands and shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. One more time, shout hallelujah. And he said this, through this scripture he pulled out and said that the Holy Ghost would be poured out upon you. And he said, you'll be baptized with my spirit. And the first ingredient they came across was that their attention and their focus was upon the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. It was on nothing else. See, there's a problem with the church of today. Don't 
take wrong of what I'm saying but I believe we're sent to save souls but sometimes we can make the church house more comfortable for people and we, 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 we neglect the fact that the purpose of church is to get God here so you have some churches that they'll have bring your pet to church day bring your German shepherd Snoopy with you and sit down and we're just going to hear a, a little soft message they have maybe not here in Florida but California has all kinds of crazy stuff they have a bring a come in your pajamas day and everybody's sitting around in pajamas they have come and, uh, you know, come up with crazy things. And I understand they're trying to win people. But, but, but you must understand, according to the word, it, the house of God was so that God's power could be poured out in the place. God's anointing would be poured out in the place. And I know we're meant to save souls. But let me tell you something. It doesn't matter how many people come. If the Lord don't show up, I said if the Lord don't show up, we ain't got nothing. If God don't come in, all we're doing is looking at each other. But if God shows up, I said if God shows up, he's going to show out. He's going to show out. Somebody's going to be healed. Somebody's going to be restored. Somebody's going to be delivered. Come on and clap your hands and shout hallelujah. How many know this is why we come to church? We don't come to look around and see who's here and who's not here. If you do, you came for the wrong reason. We come so that God can show up. Because you can have a thousand people in the church. But if there are a thousand dead heads, we ain't got nothing. But the Bible says where two or three are gathered together with the focus in mind that God's going to move. God's going to touch. God's going to restore. Then God said, that's the ingredient I need. I'm going to step in. I'm going to heal somebody. I'm going to deliver somebody. I'm going to restore somebody. If that's you, come on and shout hallelujah. Clap your hands and shout hallelujah. And the Bible said it was not only how they came with the focus of coming to church. So you can't come to church and get ready when you're here. You already got to be ready with before you step in this place. Because if you're already ready, then you don't need the praise team or choir to pump you up. If you're already ready, you don't need somebody to try to lift up your spirit. But while you're at home, you ought to look in the mirror and say, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it while you're combing your hair while you're putting on your suit you want to talk to yourself and say devil you remember when you had me you ain't got me no more 
you already got to get ready before you get here. Who am I preaching to right now? Come on and talk back to me, somebody. You already got to be ready when you walk in to say I'm ready to bless the name of the Lord. If my neighbor don't want it, get out of my way. If my other neighbor don't want it, get out of my way. But I swore me in my house. But I swore me in my house. I will. I will serve the Lord. I will give God my best. I will. I will. I will. Somebody ought to shout, I will. Shout, I will. Shout, I will. Through hell and high water, I will. Through the storm and fire, I will. Through my trouble, I will. I will bless the name of the Lord. Come on and clap your hands and shout hallelujah. How many know it's about giving God what he wants? Not about what you want, boo-boo. Ain't nothing to do with you. We come in to give him what he wants. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And his name is worthy to be praised. Somebody shout hallelujah. And they came in with focus and attention. But then the Bible said that they continued in prayer and supplication. That means that they humbled themselves and they realized I'm in need of God. See, the Bible says this, that he resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. The day you walk in with your head up and your shoulders back and you think I'm okay, I don't need nothing. That's nothing but a proud spirit. And God said, if you act like that, I'll walk right past you. But the Bible says, give me somebody. Give me one person that can say, Lord, I need your glory. Lord, I need your power. Lord, I need your anointing. If I get that one person, something's going to happen. I said something's going to happen. Who's ready for something to happen? Push your neighbor and say, get ready. Something's getting ready to happen. Get ready. Something's getting ready to happen. If you don't want it, sit back there and be quiet. But if you want it, but if you want it, if you want it, if you want it, who am I preaching to that can say, I want it. I want a move of God. I want a touch of God. I want a miracle of God. If that's you, lift up your voice and give God a shout. you can do better than that shout louder than the road shouts for football games shout louder yeah. Yeah. 
move a God And if you don't want it, get out of my way If you don't need it, get out of my way Because I want it Somebody shout, I want it Shout, I want it Shout, I need it Shout, I need it You mind if I praise God for just 30 seconds? in prayer see there's something about prayer that is the power of the church the devil don't mind your shouting the devil don't mind your aisle running the devil don't mind your foot stomping the devil don't mind your hand waving but when you get into that prayer closet come on talk back to me somebody when you get into that prayer closet all of a sudden hell begins to shake they say something's gonna happen we don't want them to pray because the last time they prayed shackles broke off the last time they prayed somebody got delivered the last time they prayed somebody got filled with the holy ghost but i believe i'm preaching to people that know how to pray I know how to shout I know how to dance I know how to run but I I know how to pray I know how to pray who am I preaching to that says I know how to pray I know how to pray Back at home, our church is right in front of what is called Conway Homes. And Conway Homes is low-income housing projects. And where our church is at in Stockton, when we got there, there was constant graffiti on the walls, constantly breaking into cars, constantly gang activity, and it was coming from the Conway Homes. And one day, our prayer team was praying. And while they were praying, the Lord gave a vision to one of the intercessory prayer warriors. And when they seen this vision, it was a picture of Conway Holmes. But out of Conway Holmes came a big giant snake that came out of there. It slithered down the street and it went away. And then the Lord spoke and said, because you prayed and you kept on praying and you kept on praying and you kept on praying 
and you kept on praying we've been made endured for the night but if you keep on praying if you keep on believing something's gonna happen something's gonna happen right next door was a bar in a restaurant they went and they even pulled out a gun shot a guy and killed him right in the doorstep of that restaurant all these things were right next to our church but since that day of prayer until now we can say like the word of God says no weapon no weapon no weapon formed against the church formed against you it shall not work it will not work because we are a violent people we are a violent people let all the violent people shout hallelujah come on and shout hallelujah and then the bible said that they waited on the lord so now they came with attention, with focus. I'm not going for any other reason but to know that God is going to show up. And then I'm going with prayer and supplication. With prayer, that means, see the power of prayer is this, is it produces a sensitivity in your spirit. When a person is a prayer, you don't got to do much because they're sensitive to the spirit of God. Some people, it's like pulling teeth out. Maybe not at this church, but other churches. It's like pulling teeth out. They haven't moved a muscle just yet. They haven't opened up their mouth yet. But when you're a person of prayer, you're sensitive. It's like having a toothache. Any little touch, and you're going to jump up and feel it. That's the way it is in prayer. When you're a person of prayer, it don't take much. All you got to hear is, God is good. God is great. God is worthy of the highest praise. And you ain't got to hear no more. You're going to jump out of your seat. You're going to run the aisle. You're going to give God a shout. Because you know, I know the Spirit of God. Open up your mouth and shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Those three, the fourth ingredient was they waited on God. They tarried in the Lord. You know what we're losing in the last day of the church? There's people that know how to tarry in the Holy Ghost. People come in already ready to leave. Even I've been here for an hour. And in the day we live in, services are getting shorter and shorter. People pick their churches according to how long the service is. This church got 45 minutes. Sign me up. One church has 30 minutes. Sign me up. Everybody's going to a place where it's convenient. Everybody's trying to find a place where it's comfortable. But let me tell you something. That's not how revival comes. Revival don't come by being comfortable. Revival don't come by being dead. But revival comes when there's a people 
back and say, I'm going to tarry in the Lord. I'm going to wait until he shows up. I'm going to wait until something happens. I'm going to wait until the glory comes down. How many waiting on the Lord right now? So how many waiting on the Lord right now? I'm waiting on God. <laughs> Come on, you got to get it in your spirit. <laughs> Before we leave this morning, <laughs> you're liable to get a healing. <laughs> you're liable to get a miracle. <laughs> you're liable to get a blessing. <laughs> Something's getting ready to happen. <laughs> but you got to get expectation. <laughs> you got to get expectation <laughs> inside of your spirit. <laughs> And make up your mind I'm not leaving Till something happens I'm not leaving Till I get a glory I'm not leaving Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in the house Who's in need of a miracle right now? Who's in need of a blessing? Who is it? Who is it? What we need this last hour is people that are not ashamed of what they need, have need of. Because that will rob you of what God wants to give you. We need to be baptized with Holy Ghost boldness. Where it's just between you and God right now. Nobody else is here. You got to get like the blind man that said, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. He didn't care about his neighbor. He didn't care about his friend. All he said is, the miracle worker, he's in the house. And I got to get what he has. Who am I preaching to right now? There's a healing and a miracle in this place right now. I believe it because when I woke up this morning for prayer, the Lord said he's going to do something in this house. I don't know who has need of a miracle or of a healing. If that's you, you got to run and make your way right here. Move quickly, move quickly, move quickly. Altar call workers, prayer warriors, get ready to help me pray. There is a demonstration of your faith that says and believes this, that no matter what, God's plan and power will be performed in my life. I'm preaching to her right there. I don't know what she has need of, but the Lord said, you came to the right service at the right time. God's going to meet your need. Get ready for a miracle. I need every believer. If you believe it, throw up your hand. Give God a shout of praise. Not by power, not by might, but by my spirit. There it is, there it is, there it is. God's doing something. God's doing something right now. There it is, sir. I don't know who you are, but God has come for you. God has.
has come for you. There it is. Let the tears fall. Let the tears fall. God's doing a miracle. God's gonna make a way. God's gonna make a way. He's doing it right now. There it is. Raise your voice. There's your miracle right now. There's your miracle in the...
Do that. 
this is a demonstration of the Holy Ghost. These signs shall follow them that believe. It shall follow them that believe. Let that glory sweep over this house. Let that glory move over this house. Shut down a fresh anointing right now.
you came in. Something has happened in your soul. 